It's your boy Tommy V of Raw Sex, and we're going to jump right into it. So, 21 Savage, and I'm, I'm just using this as the focal point, but this not, episode is not about 21 Savage. 21 Savage made a tweet asking for Atlanta to put the guns down and, you know, stop the violence. And somebody basically called him a hypocrite saying, dude, you, you rap, this is what you rap about. He responded, and I did not watch the whole response, to be honest with you, but I watched um, the first two clips, and it made me automatically want to do the episode. So I'm like, let me go just do this episode before I get my day started. So what 21 Savage basically was saying was like, you know, you come from these environments, you know, we're supposed to make music that reflects the environment, blah, blah, blah. But what I, what, what I really want to talk about was he mentioned in this video where he responds to, I guess, the naysayers. He said that he was like, um, you know, I don't run to the blogs and show them the good things I do, you know, and all this other stuff for attention and things like that. And my whole thing is, and I've been saying this for years now, is, oh, well, why not? You know, like you have people who will see someone feeding the homeless and he'll videotape himself doing that. And they'll be like, you're not supposed to videotape your good deeds. You're not. But if he shows you a video of him throwing money in a jewelry store, nobody says anything. When he, when he shows you a video of him in a strip club spending $75,000 on women who would never talk to him if he wasn't a rapper, who probably won't talk to him as, as he's a rapper. These days, these girls, they're getting their own money. They don't need niggas no more. Like, what what, what do you think? Well, they do, but you, you know what I'm trying to say, right? When you, when you look at it, essentially, what is wrong with us showing the good? I mean, we take so much time to show the bad. We don't stop. And and maybe that might be a solution to the problem. Maybe you should show the blogs when you when you do good things. I live in Atlanta. I know some of the good things that 21 Savage and a lot of these guys, Young Thug, and all these guys do. I just saw Young Thug the other day, unfortunately. But I just saw Young Thug. He's, he's doing pretty well, right? All right. Yes. And yes. Okay. Yes. To answer your question, just yes, I know the question that you have, right? And I understand where 21 Savage is coming from, especially in Atlanta, because growing up, Atlanta was not a shoot-up, shoot-up city. And 21 Savage is about a year and some change older than me. So I know he knows the real Atlanta the way I know Atlanta. And even I've been shocked. I get on the internet every day. There's another person, kids getting killed now. It's like, when I was growing up, that was not Atlanta, bro. Like, Atlanta likes to act like we was hard. And I was just telling this dude from Augusta this um, a couple, like about a week ago, and I was uh, telling him, I'm like, bro, like, let me tell you something about Atlanta. Like, don't let it fool you. Atlanta was not that. That's why people got so mad at the movie ATL because they wanted ATL to be this super gangster film. And Ti really showed Atlanta for what it really is. Yeah, we go roller skating, we get in clicks. Some of us sell a little drugs, make get in the mix, but. That movie is a great representation of ATL, actually. Even when I was young, I didn't like it. I was like, man, where the trapping at? Where the, where the drug? And it's like, bro, that's not Atlanta, bro. That's just a small percentage of Atlanta. Like, But even beyond Atlanta, the gun violence is getting crazy everywhere in the world. You know, saying, I hear what 21 Savage is saying. I feel them. I also hear where the people are coming from. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm trying to say. We as a people... Our culture is so negative. It's so destructive. It's so dysfunctional. We promote, you know, women to not get married and, hey, girl, go out there and get your degree and be a boss bitch and F these niggas. We tell the dudes, you know, the girls ain't ish and, you know what I'm saying, pimp them and dip them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, our culture is negative. We, uh, we, uh, in our culture, we look more towards, uh, we look, we look at the pimps and the drug dealers and the gangsters as heroes. You know what I'm saying? Even though a lot of these guys really never did anything good. We don't even look at them for the good things they did. Like, okay, yeah, this guy sold drugs and he also uh, gave out Christmas gifts every Christmas. We just look at the we just look at the fact that he sold drugs and made a million dollars a day. Like we 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 uplift these things more than anything else. You know, you have people that have these people's faces tatted on their body. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they have tattoos of Big Meech. You know, they have these things on their body. Like, you know, like our culture is very negative. Why not take the time to say, okay, if I can show you a jewelry I spent $90,000 on, if I can show you guns, if I can 
make videos of me dissing somebody, if I can make videos sucking cucumbers and gas pumps and all kind of random objects, why can't I do good things? Why can't I get on there and say, hey guys, today I'm deciding I'm going to post up right here in Atlanta and I'm going to feed the homeless. I'm going to go to this school and donate books. I'm going to donate books to the local prison or the local county jail. I'm going to, you know, start a program for guys coming home from the feds. I, I, I mean, why not? We, we can go out there and show you when we doing something stupid and people may make their comments, but nobody says, why would you show us that? You see what I'm saying? Like, where have we got to where the negativity is OK and we uh, we allow that? But positivity is a no. You're not supposed to show the why not? Maybe we should let our so-called leaders and these rappers, their leaders be proactive in showing the positive things they do, because when 21 Savage right now. He say he wouldn't show the blog this, that, and the third. And, I'm, and maybe not 21 Savage in particular, because he's not really that flashy of a, of a rapper, believe it or not. But someone like him would send the blogs the new chain they just bought, but they won't they but they would feel they feel reserved about showing you maybe a positive thing they did. Why? Has our culture got that negative? I mean, I mean, when you really think deeply about our, our culture. Is it, is it really that negative to where something positive I'm, I should be ashamed of and I should hold to myself? You know what I'm saying? Like, even a couple years ago, I, I, was, um, I was doing both. I was doing positive things and negative things. And I remember I, could, I would quickly post a video of me counting money or, or doing something selfish, right? But when I would go out and feed the homeless or go to these protests or things like that, I would like, like, I can't post that. Like, you know, people are going to think I'm just doing it for clout or attention. Well, what did I What did I count the money for? What was I, what was I smoking weed for? The little pistol that I posted a picture of, what did I post that for? Attention, right? I want people to think, so I'm okay with people thinking that I'm a weed smoking, you know what I'm saying? Illegal money getting, gun toter, gangster thug imagery right but i'm not okay with people thinking that i might be a christian and that i might like to feed the homeless and i might like to look out for people or pray for women and things like that why not if i if i can show one why can't i show the other if i could if if, if god has put me in a position where i i have even been able to feed somebody, which all of us are in a position to feed somebody in some way, right? And if I'm in a position to do great things and to do good things for others, you don't think God wants the world to see that? And then the same person will turn around and be like, thank God, thank God for it, man, God got me through this. But you've never actually done the things that God wants you to do. You think God wants you to show the world that you made a thousand dollars today? You think God wants you to show the world that you went and bought another car or another chain? Meanwhile, you're rapping about a neighborhood that is still impoverished. Does that make any sense? When are we going to call that out? When are we going to start looking at things that way? Huh? Why does the rapper tell you how bad his neighborhood is? Then go spend $75,000 on a chain and $200,000 on cars. How much stuff could you do for one community with $275,000? How many things do you how many how many things do you think you can build? How many used cars can you buy with $275,000? And then maybe start a program for people who can't afford their own car. For people who want to go to school so they can get into a car. How, why, when are we going to start to look at it that way? Well, because the rapper, if he starts to fix his neighborhood up, he's going to naturally fix the people. When he fixes the people and the neighborhood, what happens? You don't have a story anymore. You can't stand in front of, you can't tell me, oh, my, look at my neighborhood. Yeah, look at it. It looks nicer than mine. Like, what are you saying? At the end of the day, you're scared because you don't want to shatter these identities. But these identities are rooted in nothing but pure dysfunction. And what the devil wants for us, we are supposed to be God's holy people. That's why you're scattered all throughout the four corners of the world. You're supposed to be one of God's holy people. He wants you to take the things that you get. And this is how you appreciate somebody. And, you know, I was telling somebody the other day, I said, appreciation. What's what is what what is appreciation look like? It means using the things that you have, not letting them sit dormant. And it means using them to their fullest extent. Okay? So, for example, if I buy, if I have two daughters and I buy both of them a house, 
and one of them tells me thank you a million times. And the other one, she barely really says anything, but every time I call her or whatever, every, every now and then she'll call me or send me a picture, she's doing cool things with this house. She's turned this room into an office. She's put a hammock out there. She don't even go out with her friends like that no more. If anything, they come to the house. She really appreciates having a house. You know, you know who I feel more appreciated by? Her. Not the one who may tell me, but every time I come over there, you're never there. You're always going out. You're always spending somewhere. You haven't done anything. You haven't, de- you haven't decorated the house. You barely use the house, right? Because even though, so you, even though you say thank you a million times, I feel like the other one appreciated me even more. Even though she probably never even said thank you because she got to using what I gave her. That's appreciation, right? So if you appreciate God, if you appreciate what he's given you, you should be using it. And that's to the fullest extent right? That's to the fullest extent. That includes if you are the type of person that wants to display so much to the world, then why don't you display the good things? Maybe we would have less shootings, have less gun violence, less gang activity, RICO cases, all these things going on in Atlanta, Chicago, DC, and excuse me, and abroad. If there was more positive imagery, if it was just as cool at the bare minimum to do everything, think about this way, right? Somebody get murdered, long live such and such. Somebody go to jail, free such and such. What do we do for people who graduate? Why don't you ever see, you don't ever see that nobody bio, somebody shouting out their homeboy or their brother who graduated from college. We so we 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 don't even realize that attention is always going to cause more of whatever that thing is. So when you are giving so much attention to the guys that are going in and out of these jails, right? And they know that you're going to take care of them. You're going to throw them a party. You're going to do all kinds of stuff for them when they get out, right? What ends up happening is, believe it or not, it sends a message to the subconscious psyche that I want to feel loved. I am better off going to jail than graduating from high school. I'm better off going to jail than graduating from college. I'm better off being dead. So at that point... It's not like I go out and say, let me go to jail, let me die. But I don't mind doing things that I know for a fact, this is where they might lead. Because at the end of the day, I get more love here than I would over there. So this display of dysfunction that we're so proud of, but yet the shame and the hiding and the and the tiptoeing and being timid to display our righteousness and our greatness and our our you know us being eloquent and 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 being articulate and being productive and progressive this has it leads to more shootings when i think to myself and i say you know i could get in this car and i can go spin the block on these guys or i could say you know what they got it and i can move on with my life these are these are the type of decisions that get made but when when you know that you're going to still get a girl matter of fact you'll probably get more girls right all these, all the cool guys in the neighborhood are going to respect you. I've, I've, I've literally seen it happen where it's like people gravitate towards somebody just because the nigga just got out of jail. I mean, there's literally nothing that he's doing. He's not even asking for anything. People just gravitate towards him because of that. But when somebody comes home from school, when they've done their four years in college, we don't gravitate towards that kid. We don't gravitate towards him. You know what I'm saying? You have to think about that, bro. Like, I, I just watched a dude pretty much get a record deal just because he's from Compton. I mean, we haven't heard him rap, but dude wants to work. I ain't going to say too much, you know, but somebody wants to work with him just because he's from Compton. Like, it's, it's just like, why, though? You know, because you want that dysfunction. You see what I'm saying? And our, co- our culture is the only culture really where our dysfunction is on sale. Like, we literally make millions of dollars and other people make millions of dollars off of the dysfunction of our people, not of the proper functioning of our people. So why not take the time if you're doing good things and say, you know what? I showed you a gun yesterday. Let me show you a book today. You know, you you have, look at our females, right? The females, like, look at it this way, right? When you, look, strippers, some strippers make $2,000 a night. Some strippers sell their body. I mean, you have these girls these days that are living this so-called whole life. They make millions of dollars a year, believe it or not. At 19, 20, 21 years old, some of these girls are millionaires. When's the last time you've seen a bunch of strippers have a back-to-school drive? When's the last time you've seen a bunch of strippers uh, feed the homeless, open up a woman's shelter, anything? Nothing, right? All they do is take their money and use their lifestyles to poop on other women, 
flex on other women who aren't living like them and to justify why they can or feel like they can treat men like crap. That's all they do. All this money, they don't give back to nothing. You've never seen a stripper. You've never seen strippers and prostitutes and these escorts and these so-called baddies give back to anything. They don't ever give back, right? Ever. You don't see even the female rappers in the hood giving back. You don't see none of that, right? But what do they What do they go out there and show you, right? You see what I'm saying? I, we don't even talk about that. You know what they talk about. I'm not here to judge them. I'm just telling you the truth, right? They don't They don't show you these things, right? Now, let's look at all these rappers, these female rappers. They are Most half of them got boyfriends and some most stuff. But when they decide to go talk, when they decide to go do a song, they want to portray the lifestyle of a single woman, of a hoe, right? And what happens is this. See, the kids at home, they're dumb and they're impressionable. So they think this is really how Megan Thee Stallion's living. Hands on my knees, popping ass, some, ass on some on some thought-ish, right? Oh, city girls. But both of the city girls are madly in love. One of them is at, at, at a show holding up a sign for a dude who didn't even claim her. And the other one is running around with the shortest man on earth. So at, at, the, end of, at the end of the day, these girls are in love. But for some reason, that's not what they show. Megan Thee Stallion went to school. She graduated, but that's not what she cares to talk about. She wants to talk to you about hands on your knees, popping ASS on some thought-ish, right? Uh, Brittany Renner has a has a good degree. Yes, Brittany Renner is an educated woman, but that's not what she wants to teach the women to do, right? She teaches them to use men and don't let men tell you to do this. And then just, just a couple days ago, there's a video of her literally assaulting a man in public. Yeah, okay? At a concert over words. She insults him. But if, if she saw a video, vice versa, what would she say about that man? She assaulted a man because he was using words with her. You see what I'm saying? They don't want to show you the good stuff. Why is our culture so rooted in only showing the bad things? Maybe 21 Savage or any, any celebrity that's listening right now or anybody who's a public figure in your community or you just simply want to get out there and do the right thing. Maybe we should start to show the good things. Because another problem is this. We show the bad things and then we complain when somebody says that, well, they're bad people. They're thugs. Look at them. Our dreadlocks, which really are a crown of righteousness, have been completely demonized. And you know whose fault it is? Ours. It ain't, it's, it, no, it's, no, I know you want to say it's a white. No, it's not. It's our fault. That when you see dreads, the first thing on a black man, the first thing you think of is thug. You think gangster. You think street dude. It's hard to even take a dude with dreads seriously when you start talking positive. I'm like, man, get out of here. Even me, I have to catch myself and say, hold on now. You know, mind you with those, with that, where that hairstyle comes from. I have to remind myself you see what I'm saying? Our whole image is destroyed. So then when you turn around and you get called a hoe and people say black women don't want nothing but to use their men for money, right? And things like that, you complain. But at the end of the day, is that true? I don't know yes or no. Ultimately, I say a little bit of both, right? But what I do know is definitely you have portrayed to the world. You are too timid to tell the world I love being in love. I love, you know, having a man. I love, you know, when someone hugs me. But you will tell the world, you don't, you have no hesitation to tell the world, F these niggas, if they can't buy your Birkin bag, send them back to the streets. You see what I'm saying? You, you see what I'm saying? So when somebody says, well, that's all she's about, you can't be mad. Because you ain't even to say, okay, at least balance it out. You ain't even balance it out. Right? That's why we can't judge Tupac. Because at the bare minimum, he balanced out both sides of him. One side of him was, man, F the police, F these bitches. These bitches get horny, niggas die. Right? Right or wrong, right? And the other side of Tupac is more like, yeah, man, we got to do things differently for the brothers and the sisters. Right? But the reason why he was able to be the man he was, because at the bare minimum, he showed both sides. So when the black man would say, damn, why they treating me like a thug? Because that's all you show them. It's to the point where you don't even realize that you, you complain about treating getting treated like a thug, but you don't treat nobody differently. You treat all black men like thugs too. To the point where when you meet one who's not a thug, what do you do? You shame them. You even go as far as saying that he's acting like a white boy. But if you see a white boy going in and out of jail with his pants below his butt, what do you say he's doing? It, and we haven't woke up to this thing yet. 
You have black kids who grew up in suburbs, that grew up nice, that grew up with decent, and they're ashamed to tell the world that. Meanwhile, the dude from the hood, real quick, I mean, he tatted on his back. He take his shirt off and you just see, you know, Crenshaw. Like, he'll real quick tell you where he's from. And what's crazy is all of us from the damn suburbs. Most of us, if you ain't from the projects or the real slums, you're from a suburb. You're from a suburb. When you look at this, let's look at, let's look at this way, right? One of the most notorious neighborhoods in America, right? For the longest time was Compton. Compton is a suburb, bro. George Bush grew up in Compton. It's a suburb. These are houses, okay? You take those same houses and you put white people in them, it's the suburbs, right? We make them the ghetto because we don't cut our grass. We don't do nothing with the walls. We don't repaint nothing. We make them the ghetto. And you know how, I, you know how it, it's getting exposed now, especially like cities like Atlanta. You go through these neighborhoods that just 10 years ago was neighborhoods you did not drive through. Now you drive through them, you see gay flags. Am I lying? Anybody from Atlanta, back me up on this. You see gay flags outside the houses. The houses look remodeled. The grass looks cut, right? You see uh, Stacey Abrams posters everywhere. Now you know this ain't the hood no more. And you have some neighborhoods that are mixed. And it's like, you know, one house is ghetto and the next house is beautiful. Because the white people and the people that are moving into these houses are showing you, and I'm not saying they're doing this on purpose, but just naturally... You didn't ever live in the hood in the first place. Your neighborhood could have looked like this too. They're not knocking these houses down and building new ones. They're not, these aren't new neighborhoods. They didn't change the neighborhood street. It's still, what you call it, street. It's still this street. It's still that. They just come through, cut their grass, paint the walls, put the trash out, you know, drive a decent look, 2010 model or better. Like, and they make the neighborhood look nice. You chose to tag the neighborhood up and put graffiti everywhere. You, you chose these things. You don't take care of the things that you have. Then you turn around and use it as an excuse for, for, for our, to, to, to like, I guess have some type of identity. You see what I'm saying? Because you're scared of the other identity because it actually requires you to be something. It's not hard to be a drug dealer or gangbang and go to in and out of jail. It's hard to go to school and to stay on the path of the Lord and to do what God wants from you. These things are hard. It's not easy. Okay? I gave up my old lifestyle, but I tell you, if I wanted it back, I could have it back like this. By tomorrow, I could have a full functioning trap, be back with my little scam buddies. I could be back gang banging and be back slinging dick all throughout this city. By choice, I choose not to. At the end of the day, it's harder now. My life has gotten harder since I've given up that lifestyle. But in the long run, I'll be here longer than the guys who say that they want to stay in those lifestyles. We've watched this cycle play out for 30, 40 years, right? They told us when we were growing up, you join the streets, you end up what? Dead or in jail, right? And people are still joining the streets. Like at what point, you don't see any other people out here keep doing the same stupid stuff over and over and over and over again. But because our culture is rooted in it and it's to the point where you'd rather be cool than a lame and what's cool should be lame, but what's cool is bad things. It just, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a never ending cycle until we start displaying other things until we say, you know what? I don't have to wear a chain. Why am I, why would I do that? I come from a poor neighborhood. My family's poor. Why did I go spend $90,000 on, on a necklace? And some people say, well, at the time you don't count their pocket, you never know that they probably took care of their family too. And maybe they did. But you're not going to convince me that you have to spend $90,000 on a necklace. Because you have white people, Spanish people, and Asian people who are 10 times more wealthy than some of these rappers. And you could not, could, you couldn't give them $90,000 right now and tell them to go buy a necklace with it. They would not do it. You understand what I'm saying? They're not going to go do something like that. They, they, they look at that it like it's stupid. You know, I had a homegirl. She flew out to Cali to hang out with her friends. A couple days later, she noticed, I need to get my hair done. She couldn't find nobody in Cali. She flew back to Atlanta, got her hair done, and the next morning flew back to Cali. Like, these, that, that's like what you tell a wealthy person, a wealthy white man that he's like, I would have just got my hair cut down the street or put a hat on. Like, but you see what I'm saying? We blow our money. Like, 
all of the dysfunction, just all dysfunction, blowing money on stupid stuff, just trying to show off that you can do it. You know, this this need to prove yourself. I tell the young the young dudes around me all the time, the people you're trying to impress are nobody to impress anyway. They need, look who you look who you're literally dying to impress. Look at Young Thug right now. He's in jail. I'm not saying he did to impress anybody, but at the end of the day, like he got cool points off of it at first, but now, you know, you've put your family at risk. You've put everybody around you. You've helped out at risk. For what? You see what I'm saying? Like, we have to display more positive things. That's going to be the balance of it. At the bare minimum, even if we don't stop displaying the dysfunction, we need to add just as much. Because we do, as a people, we have as many positive leaders. We have as many positive activities as we do dysfunctional ones we just give no light to those things and we've only claimed and then we claim all the bad stuff is ours I had to tell a black girl that one time she was mad at Danielle Bergoli Danielle Bergoli is that bad baby she catch me outside how about that right and I said why are you mad she said because she's trying to be black she's trying to be black like I'm like what is she you mean her fighting and cursing and talking like this and speaking broken English that you know and wearing weave and, and like that's her trying to be black I said, I said, if you were smart, you would you would encourage her to act like that. So maybe one day, people stop saying that's how black girls act, because right now that's what it happens. And then why would you why would you be mad when they say that when you said it yourself? See, if a white woman say black girls act loud, fight, and don't know how to speak English, everybody would be mad, including myself, right? But then when you think deeply about it, why would we be mad when we literally say the same thing? When you're seeing a white girl who is speaking broken English and fights and don't know how to act, and you say she acts black, that is the same as whether you see it that way or not, you are basically saying the same thing that white woman said when she says all black girls do. Because you just look what you just said. So technically, if she's a girl, she would be a black girl. So that's what black girls do is fight and, and drink and smoke and no. But that's what we claim. That's what we claim. As much as I don't like it, I'm glad that black women are starting to kind of at least be more proud of them going to college and stuff. So maybe there could be an, another image of them. That's what I'm saying. But as a whole, as a whole people, as black men, as black women individually, and as black people in whole, we have to start adding more positive images, and, and you know, com- completely. We have to start to shame these things that are bad. Like you should be ashamed if you go to jail. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you might tell a few friends because whatever, but for whatever reason, but ultimately it's not, like, people come out of jail and they get on and they're like, yeah, I was just locked up. Like, that's not, like, you have people who will tell you that, but they won't tell you by the time they finish school. You got niggas who will post a mugshot on Instagram, but they won't even post a graduation photo. You see what I'm saying? How are you timid? You know, and why are we timid? To show that, like, look how much, look how much we've been programmed and conditioned to the point where we're timid to show good things, but we are enthusiastic to show bad things. We we can't wait to get out and show somebody the mugshot. We can't wait to go and show somebody this, but we won't show them our GED. We won't show them our high school diploma. We won't show them our high set. We won't show them a college degree, but we'll show them something else. You have girls on Instagram who are college educated, have a boyfriend, a husband, everything. But what do they want to show you? They want to bounce titties and bounce ass. And post these stupid fake bad bitch crap. You're not a bad bitch. You're a mother. You go home every day to the same man. You're not a bad bitch. Why do you why would you rather be that than what you actually are? What you actually are is honorable. And what we don't even realize is we live in such an enclosed bubble and we put ourselves in such a self-segregated enclosed bubble that these things only appeal to us, to the to everybody else. What they see is a 29-year-old woman telling everybody how she's a bad bitch. They're like, grow up. Like, grow up. Only in our community do we look at a 38-year-old woman who's never been married and praise that. We praise that, though. It's not like we just pat her on the back and say it's going to be okay. No, we praise it. We praise it. 
Only in our community do we praise a nigga that's in, been in the streets for 15, 20 years. Like, I told somebody, I said, bro, let me tell you something. If a girl gonna hold, she gonna hold. A, hold. a girl should never have to hold for more than five years. If you so, if you, and I'm gonna do an episode about this. If you so bad, and you say you got like, after five years, you should have made way more than enough money to get out of hoeing. You should, you should never need another sugar daddy another day in your life. If you're supposed to be in the streets getting money, five years. Like, you've been a street nigga for 15 years, bro. Some of y'all were so quick to tell somebody how you a real nigga or you a street nigga, but you ain't even tell us how you also are a father. Why are you timid on that? You post your pic- a picture of your kids on Father's Day, and every other day you post a picture of you with your niggas. Who are you the father of? I'm just saying. Like we have to, we have to, we have to get out of this, this, this way, you know, cause these things are, are harming us as a people to, like I said, to the point where you, you will, you will show the world your negative sides, your dysfunctional traits before you even show them your positive ones. Maybe we do need to start showing positive traits. 21 Savage is one of my favorite Atlanta rappers especially as far as who he is as a person. I would hope that if he hears this, that he wouldn't take it the wrong way and he'd be motivated to show us these things that you're doing. I, I know some of the things he's doing. I, I may, There's other things he's doing I don't know about, right? But show us these things. There's nothing wrong with it. That's, that's cool. And the cool thing about this generation is we're, I think we're, we're at that point where we're tired and we're ready. We're ready to change what we call cool and what we call lame. We're ready to, I think this generation is a perfect generation to do it, to, to go ahead and, and do the grand shift. Do the grand shift. You know how I know? Because when I was growing up, when a nigga made some money, especially in the streets, he stayed in the hood. Now y'all moved to Buckhead. So y'all, y'all, even y'all are realizing too, like starting to realize, even in your dysfunction, you got to have a little bit more function, right? That's why scamming is such a thing these days. It's not just because it's easy money, but because really it brings a little bit of function to a very dysfunctional lifestyle, right? Because in order to be a real scammer, you have to, you have to learn. You have to learn terms. You know, uh, I used to be involved with that lifestyle and I can genuinely say I regret it. But the one thing I can say I got from it, I know a lot about banks and, and things like that now that I didn't know before. And these things are things that I can use in a legal realm. You see what I'm saying? It's not like I just know things like how to trick the banks. Like I know, I know a lot of good things now. So like, you know, it it makes you have to get computer savvy and technology savvy and have a, have the gift of gab and, and, and learn um, financial literacy and learn, you know, these different terms and, you know, what APR is and what a CPN is. Like I would never know what a CPN is if I wasn't involved with that word. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't even know what that is. Like, you know, how you can use these things legally to get the lifestyle that you think you deserve or you want. So my, my whole thing is like, you know, and I'm not telling nobody to scam. Scamming is stealing. Stealing is a sin and you will pay for it. Trust me. But what I'm saying is that at the end of the day, we have to find more. We have to change what's what's cool. Like it like and I feel like the scary part about it is this. If we were to really actually do this the way I, I imagine like literally bro like when we go back we, we couldn't go back because what ends up happening is literally nine out of ten of the songs that we listen to right now we wouldn't be able to listen to no more we wouldn't like them we'd be like why well, don't want to hear some stuff like that and all the things that we praise and worship then then that's why i keep telling you about it's really the fear of a lack of identity what ends up happening is all this stuff that we've called our culture these movies that we 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 question people and say well, you ain't ever seen that movie? You ain't ever seen Menace of Society? Man, you ain't black. Like, you know what I'm saying? And the music and our favorite rappers and our favorite TV shows, some of the clothes that we wear, all of it, even down to some of the cars that we drive, you know, and the way we drive them or the way we design them when we get them, like, all of it goes down the drain. All of it. You see what I'm saying? Because certain, 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 imagine a world where we no longer, we drop this whole street nigga thing and we're just done with it. We just look at it disgusting, you know, talking about killing people. But how many songs right now can you think of that you like that you would not be able to listen to no more? You wouldn't want to listen to anymore. 
You see what I'm saying? Like, even, I, I like the song, uh, that one song, that gang-ish, that's all I'm on. It's funny, we're talking about 20 Savage, with, you know, with, I would say that's a pretty light song, right? I mean, it's not like, it's just like, yeah, go shoot 20 niggas, like, no, but at the same time, like, in a world where you really change, and we really, like, start looking, like, we start looking at gang, and all of that is lame, and it's just corny, right? How do you then turn around and get back in the car after about a year of living, like, all of that is lame and as a culture as a whole we're just done with it and put on a song talking about some gang ish that's all your brain don't want to hear it no more as I even me personally as I elevate spiritually in my spiritual life you know um, dedicating my, my, my life to God there's just certain songs like sonically do they still appeal to me yeah I mean there's sonically they're good songs but I can't bring myself to really even press the play button because I'm like, I don't want to hear about all that. I was watching the show. I ain't even going to say what show it is. I was watching a show that I used to watch all the time. And I put it on the other day to see the new episode. And I was like, uh-uh. I don't know if I even want to finish the rest of this season, honestly. Because like, it's just like, I don't want to see that no more. You see what I'm saying? Like when you get to a certain point, you're not, I'm telling you, you're not going to want to see and hear certain things. Like, you're just not like, you know, and I think people fear that. One of my biggest fears when I was growing up about ever converting to becoming a full-fledged believer of God or whatever, was I was like, well, what am I going to listen to? What am I going, how am I going to dress? What am I going, what am I going to do for fun? Like, where am I going to go? Who am I going to hang out with? Because my identity is rooted in and some of the most explicit lyrics you probably have ever heard in your life. Like, you know what I'm saying? And as you just, it just, you wouldn't feel right listening to that type of stuff. It's not who you are anymore. You don't, you're not on that frequency, right? So then what happens? And that's why they have to keep us on these frequencies. And that's why it's a big trap. It's a big cycle. It's funded. That's why, you know, a YBN Corday don't get the same funding. And he has to really make his money stretch that maybe, you know, a little baby gets because a YBN, if you, if we had a bunch of, if the rap game was more YBN Cordays than, than it was little babies or little darks, you know, uh, that's when you start to get this shift that we're talking about. And that shift, you know, it takes away a lot of money and it keeps black people free, you know, and, and it keeps us away from the jails. It keeps us away from, um, you know, all these things that they make so much money off of and they get to continue to rule the world while we're continuously going into a cycle of just being coming desolate, ultimately, you know what I'm saying? And useless. Uh, once again, basically castrated. So like, you know, uh, it's, it's, we have to keep that in mind, right? We have to be fully aware of the fact that the more we dive deep into our negative culture, right? The 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 less of our actual positioning that we are supposed to have, we can have. And that's why, you know, a group of people is able to steal who we really are and tell us that, you know, we're this person when we're really these people. You know, you know what I'm trying to say? You feel me? For all my Israelites out there, you know what I'm talking about, right? Because we're all Israelites, but the people who are who know who they are, you know what I mean when I say that. That's why, because you 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 distract it. Because remember, gang shit, that's all you're on. Remember, gang shit, that's all you're on. And we can't don't don't get scared of 21 Savage and Drake. I mean, these, these guys are just the products of being misled, just like me, just like all of us, right? So it's not like they're doing these things to hurt you, but you have to understand that in the long run, our whole culture goes to crap because we've literally built our whole culture. We even, to the like I said, to the point where we're, we will tell other black people that they're not black because they don't know these things or they don't indulge in these things, right? It, it is kind of weird. I remember one of my friends, and he's, he's, he's like a typical black person, you know, and I was just naming all these movie quotes and he just didn't know. And I said, I asked him, I said, bro, you ever seen the movie? He was like, no. So we literally sat there and we made a whole list, bro. And come to find out this man has never seen any of the black people movies. He ain't never seen no Friday. He ain't never seen dead presidents. 
He never seen men in society, boys in the hood. He's never seen none of them because he grew up in a completely strictly Christian household, right? And I guess, you know, he just, it just never came. And I was shocked. Cause I'm like, bro, even my mama done seen some of these movies. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but he, he just, he just, I don't know. We, it's to that point, right? Well, if we were to change the way we think, we start displaying positive things. We stop glorifying such negativity and such demonic behaviors. What ends up happening is a lot of those movies, a lot of those albums, a lot of our favorite artists, we just can't get jiggy with it no more. I'm not saying we're going to hate it. I'm not saying we're going to diss it. It just don't feel right. It just won't feel right. It's just really as simple as that. It can go into hating it, being disgusted by it. But at the at the core for all of us that would participate in this, this shift, we wouldn't feel right. It just don't feel right. Then what's next? Because if you scrap all of that and we we it would take us years to replace it. So in the meantime, what do we do with ourselves? It's like a cigarette smoker. A lot of people can tell when you used to smoke cigarettes because even if you don't smoke them no more because not because your lips or your gums, but because you can't stop moving your thumbs all the time. You're always putting your hand by your mouth or you're biting your fingernails or you always need a lollipop or something in your candy, something, right? Gum, something. Because you're so used to always having this, this motion. You know, it becomes like a, a, a motion that your brain gets programmed. Lift my hand up. It's to the point you go outside. You might even want a cigarette, but you ain't got nothing else to do. So you just light a cigarette. Right. So, like, what do you do now? What do you do when all the gang stuff is lame? How do you take a picture? We saw you throwing up a little gang sign, a peace sign, West Side, holding up a foe, something. Where do you put your hands now? And you think that that's small. You're like, Tommy, come on. Pictures. Yes, but you would. You would. You would. You would be surprised if you if you drop this whole posing and pictures and this gangster holding up hand signs thing, right? If you drop that completely, you have to understand how many people would want to relapse when they they take a picture and they don't realize that they, they never realize, damn, I don't know what to really do in this picture. I don't want to do a jail pose and I don't want to hold up no hand sign. And you walk away and it doesn't, it's not, it starts with the hand sign and the hand sign thing is really just a gateway. And you start thinking like, damn, I'm like, I don't even know who I am anymore. I don't even know what I like because everything I liked was dysfunctional and I'm no longer operating in dysfunction and neither, neither is anyone around me. And in my culture, dysfunction is now seen as lame. And school is what's cool. And, and God is what's cool. So, like, what, what do we do then? What do you do? What, what, how, do you, how do you shoot a rap video in a nice neighborhood where the grass is leveled? How do, we, how do we make that appealing to someone whose whole life, the only thing that appealed to him was the projects, even if he's not from it? Huh? How do we, how do we, how do we, how do we, how does some of us going to look with a clean haircut and no tattoos on our body. Some of y'all gonna have to get y'all muscles up because you're gonna just look like a little boy. You're gonna be skinny as hell. No, you know, like how 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 do we do these things? I I you know, like how how do we do these things? How, what are we gonna do when you know we can't listen to the little dirt no more? It don't it don't it just not sitting well with our spirit. What do you do when little dirt don't even want to listen to little dirt no more? You see what I'm saying? Like, what, what do you do then? You try to hold on to it as much as you can. Even he's telling you, hey, yeah, don't listen to my old music no more. Listen to this new song I got. How do you rap about being a father and having kids and taking them to go to the lake? Because your favorite rapper, that's what he's doing every day. But he raps about selling drugs. You think your guy, he still sells drugs? You think Lil Boosie still sell drugs? I like that one song Lil Boosie did the other day. He said, well, love your family. You know? Because it's like, that's what he does now. And we have to start calling things for what they are. We have to start calling it what it is. We have to start calling these things out. And saying, bro, you're 45 years old rapping to us about killing people. How, but you know, and and, and 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 once again, here comes the inevitable question. Well, and how do you sell a record about 
taking your kids to school in the morning. When what's crazy is, as you're driving down the street, listening to these songs about spinning the block, you're taking your kids to school in the morning. I have a homeboy, he's a white boy, I ain't really quote him no more, but right? He has this really, really weird, and that's why I, I, I kind of pulled away from being his friend, obsession with very, very, very dysfunctional rap music. Like, this is the type of stuff that even most niggas don't listen to. He don't want, if, if you ain't killed somebody before, he don't want, he don't listen to you. And he loves to, to very much so berate and just disrespect rappers like Big Sean and like ASAP Rocky. Like, he looks at those guys like they're corny and they're lame. And I told him one day, I said, I said, you know, it's funny you, that's on his, to his face. I said, it's funny you talk about Big Sean and you make fun of, he hates Big Sean and he hates J. Cole. And I said, and you, but you listen to these Julio Fulio guys and these, uh, no cap and, 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 and all these, you know, these, these, these gangster dudes, right? But truthfully, you could relate more to J. Cole and Big Sean than you could ever relate to these dude. You, I, when I met you, you were living in a mansion. You've, you know what I'm saying? Like you've, every spot you've ever had, your parents paid for every car you've ever had, your parents got you, your parents live on a lake in Clemson, South Carolina. Like, you grew up in East Cobb, Georgia. Okay, cool. Listen to Gucci Mane. Listen to, you know, Julio Fulio or these guys that you are so into, SG and all this stuff like that. Fine. But don't sit up there and disrespect somebody who's, who's, who's positive. You know what I'm saying? Like, he would go out of his way and be like, Big Sean is... I had a video of him one time. He did like, He told me to make this video. Like, we were younger and... He was like dissing Big Sean. I, I said, I'm going to post this one day. He was like, no, don't post it. I'm like, no, let me, let me show the world. Guys be like, bro, how, how is it that you're so into this gangster rap and you don't live this lifestyle, but you're not into this rap? Like, why, you know, why? And he's a white boy. Like, why is it that we are, you know, it, it, people are so into this? Like, you see what I'm saying? And like, the only black people he likes to associate with are niggas that's from the hood. It's just like, brother, what do you, what do you, what, what's up with you, bro? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why don't you get with something that you can actually understand? You could probably relate way more to J. Cole's music than you could ever relate to SG. You don't know what, you don't have a slightest clue about what SG or ESTG, I don't know how to say that the guy's name, or any of these guys, you know, Gucci Mane or any of them, you have no idea what these guys are talking about. You can Google it all you want to, watch as many YouTube videos to understand it, but you won't ever get it. But you can understand what J. Cole is talking about. You can get with what Big Sean is talking about. And their music is actually great if you would stop being such an asshole and listen to it. So my, my whole thing is like the dysfunction is 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 it's it's like it's become so appealing now. Even the other kids want to see that over the other thing. And as and even for us black folks, a lot of most of us don't sell bricks of coke, bro. Like most of these niggas who say they sell bricks of coke have never even seen a brick of coke before. Like most of us aren't. We're not spinning blocks. Most of us don't have ops. Like, but if I gave you a song right now that actually talked about what you do have going on in life, you wouldn't want to hear it. You would say, hey, "This is cool. I get it." But let me go turn on my spin the block op music, which I like listening to that type of stuff nowadays more so in the gym or like when I'm trying to work out or something like that. But like truthfully, like it's just getting less and less appealing. You know, as I become more spiritually awake and I know what's going on and I I get the bigger picture, it just doesn't appeal to me. It sounds good. The beat is rocking. The flows is popping. But besides that, it just don't sound right to me. I have songs myself. Y'all know I rap myself. I don't, I, I can't enjoy them anymore. It's to the point where I told myself, you know, from now on, I don't care what type of mood I'm in. I'm not writing certain lyrics no more because when I get out of that mood, which the mood is temporary and I go this to it, I'm like, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to put this song out. I don't want people, you know, I don't want this. Cause once you put the song out, it's out there forever. Right. If you make it in life. Like, so it's like, I have certain songs that are great. Like if, if I was to give them to one of these type of guys, y'all would listen to be like, damn, this is the best song I've ever heard Lil Durk even have. But at the end of the day, I don't want to promote that type of stuff no more. You see what I'm saying? 
I know what it does. I know how it hypnotizes our youth. I don't want to put it out. And it and it kind of hurts me myself because I'm listening to the song. I'm like, this this is riding though. I could probably make a million dollars off this. But it's like, you know, that's that at this point, if I was making in that back in the days, no. But now at this point, that'd be me selling my soul because I know better. I don't even want to hear this song. I was rapping, going through my songs today, like reciting, like rehearsing my songs or whatever, and I was rapping one of them. And halfway through, I said, oh, oh no. I said, uh-uh. I ain't finna rap. I ain't finna. I ain't finna. And I was kind of mad because I was, I was like, damn, I used to really love this song. Like, this was one of my favorite songs. Like, I used to envision the video, everything. I know for a fact that in the right hands, with the right platform, this song could change my life. But for me to get wealthy knowing that I'm helping destroy my people and now others, kids as well, other nations. It doesn't sit right with me. And if I can make a song like that, I can make a song about some good stuff too. And I have good songs that I know are good songs. They're good. So we have to we have to be careful and switch up this imagery. We have to switch up, you know, all these things. We have to make a grand shift. And we have to stop shaming ourselves and feeling like it's lame to show good things or that... It's fake or you're just doing that for attention. Okay, so what? When you really think deeply about it, why is it that it's okay to get attention as long as it's negative? You see what I'm saying? What do you think a girl is doing when she takes a video of her bouncing her ass? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you some real stuff. Anything you post on Instagram is for attention. (laughs) If you didn't want attention, you would go make a page, make it private, and not let nobody follow you. That's it. As soon as you post it on a page where there's people that follow you, especially if your page is public, you wanted attention. We It's not about wanting attention. It's about what do we want to get the attention for? What is it, what, what, what does it cost to get this attention? Who am I affecting to get this attention? To get attention, period. If you post a picture of you in your new car... And you post a picture of you giving somebody a car. Both, we can say it for attention. But what's wrong with positive attention? Would it really kill us as black people, as an American, as American people, as cult, as a culture, to get on Instagram and only see good things? Well, I mean, would that really be the worst thing in the world? Would it really hurt us to have a reality show where there's no fist fights and drinks being thrown? Would it would it would it would it really be that unentertaining? Do you think that you would get off of you would stay off Instagram if when you get on there all you saw was people giving people hugs and being nice to each other and doing great things? Because when they asked Christ, what are the greatest commandments of all commandments? He said the first commandment is to love God and love God fully and to also love people. If you can do those two things, you will literally uphold the rest of the law. Every other law is upheld through those things. If you love God, you love people, you love yourself, you can't do these things if you're doing with true love. That's why I say study the Bible. Even if you don't believe in the Bible, man, the Bible is still something everybody should read. You'll read anything else. That's what I'm saying. Like this, That just shows you our dysfunction. You'll read anything else. You'll go, this is some white man, he'll tell you his motivational speeches. You'll go read the secret, but the Bible, you don't want to read it. You don't want to read the Bible. You don't want to read books from the Bible. You don't want to do anything with God. But you'll go and study chakras. You'll go study how to burn sage. Like, you don't realize that you're giving up everything. And the things that you're taking on mean nothing. It means nothing. You know, why is a grown man out there with his butt hanging out of his back of his hanging hanging out you see it the pants tight the shirt small I know you feel that air on your booty bro I know no no homo let's have a conversation about it really quick I know you I know you know that the back of your shirt is above your boxers and your whole ass is out but you're the most homophobic person in the world though right who is it for I mean it ain't for the ladies 
they're not like, damn, he got a fat ass. Like, no, no. So, I mean, some of them are weird. They do stuff like it to be funny. But overall, no, that's not who's looking at you, brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have to get out of that. Like, you, like you, we have to get out of that. We have to get out of that. We have to get out of that. Like, we have to have more positive images to do that. We have to stop being, thinking that it's not righteous to take a video of you feeding the homeless. But it's righteous to take a video of you of you posting your you post your food every time you eat it. Right? You go to a restaurant and you spend forty dollars on a plate, you take a video, nobody says anything to you about getting attention then. So who cares? Whether you I, uh, somebody was did something good one time, I forgot who who it was or whatever. I remember somebody came to me and was like, Man, look at this. And I was like, and I was like, Yeah, that's dope. And they were like, they only did it because I said, it don't matter why they did it. It don't matter why they did it, they did it. Do you think that the people that, oh, it was 6 9 right? They were like, 6 9 only was giving out money because, I said, do you think that those people care? Those people are poor. I, if I'm poor and living in a different country, and I know you're only giving me money for Instagram and because you, the whole world thinks you're a snitch and nobody likes you, I don't care. I'm going to take the $100 and go feed my family. Like, I don't even, look, at the end of the day, people do bad things with all kind of intentions, and we don't say anything about it. We don't, we don't really do much about it either. But as soon as you do a good thing, even if your intentions are bad, even if your intentions are just for attention or just to boast or brag, we say I'm, I'm not a fan of that, but I'd rather live in a world where everybody was fake good than real bad. <laughs> Y'all don't hear me. I'm going to say that again before we get up out of here. I don't know about you. I'm not saying I want it this way. I'd rather us be real good, but I'd rather live in a world where everybody's fake good than real bad. You see what I'm saying? So, so like when we, when we out here and we, we, we shaming people who feed the homeless on camera or we shaming people who, who give off their clothes on camera, but we not shaming them when they're bragging to us about the stuff that they've purchased today. We're all broke and regular watching these guys on Instagram. Like, yeah, I just spent 95. Yeah, I need some broke ass nigga. Yeah, I broke ass nigga hating on me. I'm hating on ya. Shoot. I'm the nigga. Like, <laughs> yeah, call it what it is. I'm like, well, if that's what you want to call it. And yeah, I'm a hater. Because I hate selfish, evil things. I wouldn't care. You take $95,000. Spend it. But if you did something great with it, do you think somebody's going to hate on you? Like, you have rappers, someone's like, I got haters, I got haters. You don't ever hear Rockstar say it. You know why? Because... They don't feel the need to go out there, get all this stuff, put it in someone's face, and then wonder why they're jealous. I mean, like, what do you what did you really think was gonna come from that? Yes, they should be motivated by it. They should congratulate you. But why would I spend my life congratulating you when you've done nothing for me? You see what I'm saying? And, and I'm not saying that to say you should get rich to give all your money away. What I am saying is simple. You tell everybody, you. what did you think was going to happen? You went to the poorest neighborhood in Memphis in a Rolls Royce and then you South Glass and man, them niggas in my hometown, they be hating on me because I'm out here doing this music. What did you think they were going to do? They just got off the bus. You come here and pull out your phone and show everybody, I'm in the hood, I'm in the hood, I'm in the hood. And they know in 15 minutes you're going to leave and go back to your mansion. And they have to go back inside their roach-infested apartment. And if they don't rap, they'll never be like you. Because without rap, you'd be just like them. Because you don't got many skills. You're not educated. You're not well-spoken. You're tatted up. Don't nobody take you serious. Like, you got a criminal record. So really, if you couldn't rap... You wouldn't be shit either. But see, the thing about it is we don't we don't want to look at it that way. And then we sit here and then we somebody gets killed and we say, dang, stop the violence. Then when we get called out, then we want to say, okay, I hear y'all, blah, 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 blah. I do good things. I just don't show it. Show it. Show it. You told me to spin the block. You showed me to switch on the clock. Why don't you show me what you did for that school the other day? Why? Yes, make that your forefront. Make that the main thing that you put out there. And then maybe, maybe we'll have less gun violence. Maybe more of our kids will be more excited to graduate than they would to tell somebody they just came home from jail. 
Maybe, maybe y'all should stop running to go grab a dysfunctional nigga just because he's a nigga. Like, y'all be DJ, y'all be making niggas rappers just because they been shot or they went to jail. Like, he can't rap. He don't even want to rap. Y'all just grab your homeboy, make him a rapper. Why don't you go grab the kid who actually wants to rap? Why don't you go help somebody become a doctor? I'm just saying, man, we got to change the imagery. We got to make a a grand shift or we're always going to be in this position. It's your boy Tommy V of Ross Saxon. I'm out.